Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. I'm joined by Ben Cartwright. Evening. And Tom Thrower. Hiya. Oh, God's sake. Um, just a bit of admin. Uh, there's no Chris today. Chris is unavailable on a Monday. And I, th- I was kind of debating should I put a podcast out on a Sunday when we kind of usually do it or maybe wait until Monday. Uh, but I decided to keep it till Monday for two reasons. Uh, the first of which was I thought the FA Cup draw would be before the Wolves game and then maybe we could react to that now. But no, apparently it's after the Wolves game. So we're at the time of recording, we're in the dark over who us or Shrewsbury are playing in the next round of the Cup. And also I thought, perhaps naively, that there would be a statement from the club today. Um you know, you know the ones with a, a picture of a corner flag or a picture of a stadium or maybe just like the generic images of Stoke that we've come to associate and gotten used to over the past few years, uh, a good old-fashioned club statement. But no, uh, at time of recording, Gary Rowett very much remains in his job uh, despite a pretty nasty situation. A lot of calls for him to go. Ben... I mean, did you think Rowett was going after after the Shrewsbury game? Oh, it, it felt like a difficult one to me. I mean, I still don't really know where I'm standing. I know I'm, I'm, I'm currently on a podcast where you're supposed to have opinions, but I still can't decide if I actually want Rowett to go or not. And maybe the Stoke board are doing exactly the same thing. I mean, maybe we've got it the best of both worlds. We're still in the cup, which is great news. Um, we're going to get... Maybe we should do one of those things where we act to each team that we could possibly get in the next round or, or potentially get in the next round just in case. I won't do that because there's a lot of teams left in it. Um, wh- will he get sacked now? I really don't know. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on the side of, yes, he's still getting sacked. I think the club got a lot of stick last time. Obviously, we discussed it a lot on the podcast about who the manager was going to be. Oh, we get turned down by him. We get turned down by him. Six months later, we'll give him the job. Um, so this time, I think they've learnt by their mistake, from their mistakes, I should say, and they are talking to people and will employ someone soon, which means that I think an announcement will come at a very random time. Maybe announcement will come as soon as we finish recording this podcast, as that would be quite classic. Maybe it will never come, yeah. who knows. But after a 1-1 draw against Shrewsbury and a draw that potentially we didn't deserve to get, I I, I think he should go. I mean... Come on, Gary. Show what you're made of against a rubbish team playing a strong side. And they did absolutely nothing. I mean, I was watching the game on the Bet365 app. And I don't know if either of you two had the pleasure of doing that. But I was also on a moving train from London to... No, from Manchester to London. Um, So what I did see on the Bet365 app was very disjointed because it often disconnected. But I think that meant it was more pleasurable because I didn't get to see anything that was going on. Um, but <laughs> I was there in spirit. Uh, Tom, uh, he changed to four four two like the fans wanted. He made a triple sub, all of whom combined to score or equaliser. Uh, what more do people want from him? He's he's given them he's given them what they want. Yeah, people should be uh, kneeling at his feet and praying for forgiveness I reckon I reckon that's the route we should go down 
that's the only way to fix our club is to get 27,000 people like worshipping Gary Rowett and begging for his forgiveness. Yeah, no, I reckon we probably should beat one of the worst teams in League One on form. I, I don't know. Maybe that might be asking too much. I, I think I'm in the, the same place as Ben, really. I'm quite firmly in neither camp. I am neither Rowett in. <laughs> I am not Rowett out. It fills my mind every day, but I don't really care what happens. I don't know why. And fucking hell, yeah, just just do something. Because that, that's the thing. Surely if we get a new manager in, they're not going to be in in time for the Brentford game on the Saturday. And surely you don't want some kind of situation where you wait until after that game to get the new manager in. So Rowett sort of is going into a game knowing that he's just gone, irrelevant of what happens. So surely, we, surely we're going to have to have a caretaker manager if we're changing our manager at some point. You can't just seamlessly transition like oh mm. yeah row it's gone um big sam's here to <laughs> moan at people now and we're gonna go and do that so yeah I, I i understand that they got criticism last time for sacking Rowett and not having a uh a replacement ready but i think that that totally ignores the nuance of that criticism of that the problems there were that they sacked Hughes and it seemed as if they'd never ever thought of ha what happens if maybe we need to get rid of this manager it feels like we're a lot more prepared for that so yeah for me it feels like it is going to be one of those weird situations where Rowett could go out on Saturday win the match and then he gets sacked it's happened a couple of times and everyone's kind of like huh if they don't actually know the situation. But obviously for us, it's like, well, no, he probably deserves to go. But we're a useless club and we don't really know what we're doing. So we're going to wait until after a win to do it. I, I literally, I can see it happening now. And I don't know how I'd react to that. It's a, it's a weird, weird time to to talk about this because it, it feels like Gary Rower is Schrodinger's manager at the moment. We don't know... Uh, either way, if his Stoke career is alive or dead, we like obviously the board aren't gonna uh, come out and say, "Oh, we're sticking by Gary Rowett," because that kind of it's it's the dreaded vote of confidence thing. That would be indicating that you're sticking by him despite him being uh, shit, and that I think that would be the wrong thing for the club to do. And I also think. Um, I understand why you don't sack him straight away after Shrewsbury and you do spend your time getting that replacement lined up. But then, we, again, we're kind of in this this limbo, this nether zone of are the players going to be motivated against Brentford knowing that the manager is probably going to go? I mean, they're professionals and all the rest of it, but it's just a weird state for the club to be in when... We haven't stuck or, or twisted yet, it, and it's re- it's really it's really depressing because in amongst all of this is the is the atmosphere that we saw again against uh, Shrewsbury that were uh, were scenes that we saw against uh, Bristol City and, and Bolton of banners of chants of against Gary Rowe of this vitriol being directed his way, and I think the only kind of saving grace about it for me was 
Elisa Shrewsbury, we heard chance directed towards Scholes and Cartwright because they'd kind of been getting away with it for far too long. Tom, do Gary Rowett's comments about the fans not have some kind of truth to them? And I don't like saying that because I think a lot of his comments have been very, very misjudged, but are they not a little bit truthful in that booing mid-game is a bit embarrassing? Yeah, I think that on a whole, every single thing that Rowett said, apart from like three or four sentences, has been totally on the money, spot on. I agree with him wholeheartedly. The problem is it's just those three or four sentences are probably the reason he's going to lose his job because they've brought so much pressure on him. And if you're asking if it affects him, I'm literally just, um, Jace has just put this in the old clique group chat. It's an article in the Sentinel from Martins Indy saying that, um, basically chanting that your football is shit isn't helping the players and saying that they care just as much as the fans, but it, it's it's really difficult to play with that kind of pressure. And, I think that that can tell in the team. You can tell the reason we're making these backwards passes and playing negatively is because the players just don't have the confidence. And yeah, okay, the root cause of that might not be the fans, but man, having someone get on your back five minutes, ten minutes into a game, just... But then it... I don't know, because I feel everything here, I'm so conflicted. Everything about this whole situation... Because I do think that those things are stupid to do. But then also, we've had terrible football served up to us for nearly three years now. So I feel we're wholeheartedly okay to do that. Because the last time this happened, the board pretty much ignored the fan base. Saying, look, this isn't good enough. And we got relegated. So, to use a cliche, it's a catch-22. We don't... you're gonna you've got to boo them to show that this isn't good enough, but then booing them makes them worse and it makes the problem worse. Yeah, it's it's a vicious cycle, absolutely. I think it's interesting as well because we're in a position now. I read uh, the Sentinel is getting many many name drops today, but um, they wrote an article about the chance um, about Skulls and Cartwright and the sort of. I don't know if either of you read it, but the the end remark, the final sentence of this article is basically like, um, now that the fans have spoken against them, the ownership will listen. Like it, it, it was, I, it's quite interesting. I, I I didn't put it anywhere, but I think they obviously said to now have got more insider information by my book than anyone else to do with Stoke. Um, maybe Percy is the is the only one that is um, separate to that. Um, so them saying that is interesting because. Six months ago, maybe a year ago, it didn't feel like we as fans had any input onto the club or onto what, what happened. And now it feels like it's the complete opposite. It feels like this whole Gary Route situation is was brought about by the fans and maybe next goals cart right and and do we want that to be a thing? Do Stoke fans want to decide what happens? Because we don't know what we're talking about all the time. We like to think that. We like to <laughs> come onto the Wiz Drivel and say that Scoofy Bojan is the best player in the world and Mbula would do bits but it happened many times when last season especially maybe a long time ago now but when a sort of a good team in our eyes was played and we played absolutely dreadfully that happened a few times and and now we're seeing it as we're almost 
getting rid of Rowett off her own backs because he's playing rubbish football. And he's doing a rubbish job. And I'm not saying that without a fans he would be fine because he obviously wouldn't. But it seems now that the coaches, after what happened to Hughes, are, are listening now. Maybe that's maybe that's low rubbish. Maybe they're not listening to it as much as they were before. But in my eyes, that little line at the end of the Sentinel article I read and what's happening to Rowett, it seems like there's been a bit of a, a twist on on where the coaches are sort of getting influence um, for their decisions. And I'm not sure if that's a wholly good thing. But does that speak maybe to the bigger thing, which I think is actually a reason for all of this criticism, is that this like shiny, rose-tinted Premier League bubble has burst. We aren't in the Premier League anymore. It's, it's, you can't just say, oh, well, we, we finished 14th, the football's shite, but we're still in the Premier League. It's now we're in the Championship. We're facing having to totally restructure our club if we stay down here for longer than two seasons. So with both the fans and maybe even the, the board, and, and maybe not even the board, maybe just the Coates family, are now starting to think, actually, yeah, maybe we do need to sort of wake up and be very proactive in how we're running this club rather than sort of take this backseat approach of we're in the Premier League, everything's okay. I 100% agree with that completely. I think... We are now a club that is, we are a rabbit in the headlights. We were once a rabbit having fun in the field, not really doing much. Now we've run onto a road and we've got a big bloody car coming into our direction. <laughs> we're being run over. <laughs> ben has always been the master of metaphor on this podcast. Um, there is a, a broader point to be made about it. Th- this thing is so much bigger than Rowett. And yet I still think Rowett out probably. Uh, because a lot of people have made the point to me, like, look, the problem isn't Gary Rowett... Well, the problem isn't mostly down to Gary Rowett. Gary Rowett is a problem, but, you know, the longer-term causes uh, of our decline are not at his door at all. He had a very, very difficult job to come into, and that job was so difficult because of the mess that was largely the making of Tony Scholes and Mark Cartwright. So I think part of the vitriol aimed at the team and Rowett on match days can can be... Uh, it's, it's sort of also vitriol for Scholes and Cartwright as well, but it's just e- easier and it's more direct to, to aim at Rowett. I think a lot of that that bile should be, um, should be aimed at Scholes and Cartwright, but what can what can we influence in the short term? We we can't get a chief executive sacked as easy as fans can get a manager sacked. And it's also kind of interesting that I think these protests and stuff have really sprung up over the last three or four weeks. I mean, before Birmingham, again, you know, 10 games unbeaten, uh, whatever you make of that unbeaten statistic, we weren't having banners in the ground. We weren't... Uh, singing Gary Rowett, your football is shit, that vociferously at games. So it's a, a very recent thing that seems to have really caught fire. And I was listening to Praise and Grumble uh, before we came on, which was a really bad idea on my part. And it just seemed every caller was uh, Rowett out, absolutely. Also having to go at the the directors as well. And I just don't see how either sticking with Rowett or appointing someone else, either short-term or long-term, really roses back from this situation. If we appoint Moyes and Moyes fails, then we're just in the situation again. If we stick with Rowett, I can't see him 
even if he has a really good second half of the season, I can't see him winning a lot of people over. I just don't see how we detoxify this atmosphere right now because it's not just, oh, we've had a shit championship season. It's that plus all the other nonsense of the last three years. I think, I, I don't know what to do. Uh, yeah. Do we maybe as a fan base need to sort of like shelf the anger for specific moments say look okay for the 45 minutes of each half we're going to be as supportive as possible obviously we won't react desperately well to negative results but but sort of like Rowett said we've only lost three games in 16 or whatever it is on a whole the football still we're now at a juncture where if we go back to our 10-game unbeaten form, it might not be wins all the time, but it's it's good form. If we get worse, I can't see it stopping. But do we maybe need to say, like, I don't know, organise half-time. At half-time, instead of all going and queuing up to get a Bovril with your money because you can't use your card, um, hmm. do we maybe need to stay in our seats and boo and chant Skulls and Cartwright out then, or row at your football shite then. I, but yeah, I, I do feel like this is not going to turn around, whatever happens, unless someone brings success to the club, and that just I, I can't see it. I can't see where that's going to come from at the minute. I, I think I think there has to be an element as well. Like we like to sort of moan about ourselves as Stoke fans. I think I obviously have no idea how other fan groups sort of reacts but we seem to just enjoy hating ourselves and what we do I mean we're a club that was two seasons ago three seasons ago was a great Premier League side we've we've been relegated there is absolutely you're absolutely allowed to be unhappy about that and I think it's easy to forget that at this point because Raoult is saying oh it's not helping and whatever if Raoult the fact of the matter is if Raoult was doing a good job this wouldn't happen he's not doing a good job so this is happening I mean come on like the players they need to get on with it now. We we, I, we we say the same things every week, but I just think Raul has to take responsibility. He has to realise that, yes, fans that are not seeing good football or even successful football are going to be unhappy, Gary. You say yourself, this is the hardest job you've ever had. This is the job that's going the worst you've ever had. So why can't the people that are paying money to watch your club, watch their club, sorry, be unhappy about it? I don't see the problem. I know, I know it doesn't help all the time, but you have to expect that, I think. And it's, it wouldn't be just Stoke fans. It's not just, oh, the bloody miserable Potters, what are they like? It's, this is any football club, I think, would be unhappy with the way things are going. I don't actually think that's what Rowett's saying. And I think this is where I was trying to talk about it with the, with the, like, the 5% comments, the comments about Bojan and the comments that mm-hmm. are sort of said in that antagonistic manner. I genuinely think he's fine with the idea of Stoke fans being unhappy. I bet he is struggling to sleep at night because we're 14th in the championship and because we're playing slow, ponderous passing football. If you think that that's what... If the current style of play is how Gary Rower wants us to play football, then, and I'm sorry if this offends you, you're an idiot. Because there's no way on earth he's sending them out there going, oh yeah, let's play like this, I'm sure it'll be successful. I don't think that's what's happening. But I do think we've now got this antagonistic situation between the fans and and the players and the management, which has come from 
say probably come from Rowett's Bojan comments and the way they were presented and sort of snowballed from that point onwards. I actually think when he's saying it, he's saying, look, it's fine, boo me, please don't boo the players. He's not saying you're not allowed to boo the players, but because of the him being pissed off at us and us being pissed off at him, it comes across as you're not allowed to boo the players, where actually I think if you can see it from a like a neutral perspective it's a come on guys it's not helpful the players just need that bit of I don't know I don't know the word for it but but they just need that lift to do the positive things that we aren't doing and is the reason the football isn't being successful so I don't know whether changing a new manager changes that I don't know whether Raul apologizing changes that I don't know what changes that but I think that's what it is. It's not a row at trying to demand what the fans can and can't say. Uh, interesting uh, point here from uh, Stokey23. Only great performances slash wins would keep the boos and chanting at bay. As soon as we performed poorly, drew or lost, they'd be back. We haven't had a vote of confidence from the board. In fact, it's well documented that we're interviewing for his job. Gary Rowett continues to have sly digs at fans and will never get them back on side. I cannot envisage a situation where Gary Rowett stays on. The club needs to act fast because we are running out of transfer window days and the fans need some hope for the rest of this season. Um, Just the first line of that, only great performances wins would keep the boos and chanting at bay. Uh, this is kind of uh, an attitude I've seen a lot. Uh, and I don't want to just have... I don't want to have a pop at our fans because... You know, we we're the ones who pay for it. We're the ones who have put up with shit football, and and the point the point I see made a lot is look, the football is shit. So what 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 do you expect from us? Uh, of of course, there's going to be that atmosphere. No matter how great a fan you think you are, if if that's what you're served up, you are going to react negatively to that. Um, but I just again it come uh, coming back to the, the fan. Uh, negativity. This from Orphy. Why do so many people find it impossible to criticise or even get angry without re- resorting to personal abuse and pathetic insults? Uh, imagine if half of that effort was put into a pro- proactive atmosphere. Tom, you've just called <laughs> fans idiots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it. What, what needs to happen in terms of the manager? Do we sack Rowett and get Allardyce in? And how does that help anything? Goodness, I <laughs> I don't think we should do that at all. Because remember back to before Rowett was employed by Stoke City Football Club, Rowett was seen as the manager that would bring all Stoke fans together. He was the perfect mix of tough football, but potential for a bit of nicety, a bit of a bit of nice, a bit of vidra, a bit of bojan. We thought didn't happen yeah. no instead of uniting everyone he's united well he has united everyone to hating him pretty much <laughs> except for tom throw apparently so my point is if we brought in allardyce i don't think he would unite anyone at all i think he would divide us even more there would be even more p- personal attacks and then however many months down the line we'd be in the same position again we are we are the team on the merry-go-round. I thought we, I thought we were not it under the Coates family, but if we get Allardyce, we are. And even Moyes, we might be. Moyes might be one of the horses on the roundabout. I don't know, but please don't get Allardyce. I, I don't. I know that Dave, you're a big fan because you just love the banter and the content for the podcast will probably skyrocket. And you know what? Maybe it's worth it for that alone. But 
Oh my goodness me. I I don't want a plaster solution. We need someone to come in and and sort everything out. And Allardyce not the man for it, I don't think, in my opinion. Rowett, I thought, was it? I, I'm going to put my neck on the line. I, I was a big, big fan of Rowett at the start, but it has not happened. And that's I think that's why I'm so reticent to say get rid right now because it, it's similar to my initial feelings with, with Joe Allen. It was, I was always sort of so sympathetic of Joe Allen because I thought, there must be a player in there. You must be really good. <laughs> Somewhere. I want to like you, really, really, really do. And I think it's similar with Gary Rowett. It's like, you must be a good manager. You've done it with pretty much anyone anyone else. So why isn't it all working here? Garrett, Gary, please reply to that. <laughs> I really do think in our new appointment, if it comes, we've got to break the cycle. We can't keep getting these managers in who's, and I think Rowett's trying to transition away from it, whose entire managing philosophy is on, I'm going to look at how the opposition play and we're going to find the way to get past them. Yeah, you see, we aren't going to focus on what we should do. We've just got to worry about them. And the problem is, out of every single candidate we've been linked with, there's only Jukanovic who seems to be that progressive, look, this is how we need to play football, and the reason we're playing this football is because it will win us games. I just feel like we go for Moyes, we go for Allardyce, and Christ, I'm so worried about what happens if it goes wrong with them two. Because if, if the firefighters can't put out the fire, <laughs> then we're all going to burn to death. <laughs> There's a metaphor. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, yeah, I can't see this board appointing Jukanovic in a month of Sundays. I, I think it's if it's between anyone, it's between Moyes and Allardyce, and y- you never know if if they decide actually, fuck it, I can't be asked for the Stoke as as is their want. Um, you know, in comes Martin O'Neill, and I don't think there's any manager who the board could get in that would seriously unite the fan base uh, apart from maybe a Yukanovich type and again I can't I can't see that happening so uh, I want Rowett to go uh, I don't know who I want to get in uh, I don't know if there's anyone even good enough to do the kind of job we want in which is it sounds like a bizarre statement but who who is out there this this club doesn't look abroad this club is is frightened of just looking at the English Channel, it's it's oh fucking hell, lads. This Bojan, is... player manager, make Bojan it happen. Bojan, player manager. Um, wrong horse again on Twitter. Our club is in a bit of a crisis. Who is in charge, John or Peter? How much more input in the signings of new players will the Pizza Boys have? Have the manager and his backroom staff got to go? Are us fans helping or hindering the team with our chanting and stuff? What a mess. So uh, four questions there. Um, I don't know anything about the dynamics of the Coates family. A lot of people are claiming that they do. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people say, "Oh, John wants him, but Peter wants him." And I, I just imagine uh, that uh, Mrs. Coates, uh, Peter's wife, just is just having the most miserable dinner table conversations. It's just betting and football, betting and football, betting and football. <laughs> no, no, no. How was your day, dear? Just that all day just talking about the relative merits of Paul Lambert versus Gary Rowett that must be oh so depressing um uh, the pizza boys again they're probably here to stay it, 
you touched on it there, Ben. Uh, this is the first time we're kind of really uh, chanting for. How how many how many other fans sing songs about their chief executive? <laughs> it's it's Sundler really weird. Soon. Yeah, um, but I, I don't see I don't see that changing anytime soon. Um, it's just, it's just really fucking shit. And I'm sorry, I'm kind of garbling a lot of thoughts today because there's such a myriad of problems, and it's hard to articulate all of them. Without kind of, I, part of me just contradicts myself even even as I'm speaking. I think Rowett's been shit. I think the football is shit. I think the fans have every right to criticise, but I also don't like the way the fans are criticising some of some of the time. I think uh, the problem is much bigger than Rowett, but I also think Gary Rowett's got a lot lot of responsibility to to take as well. I want him to go, but I also don't know who the manager should be. I. I want Gary. Uh, I want Sam Allardyce in for the banter, but I don't think he'll stick around long, and I think he'll actually be very, very bad, and the banter will be very, very uh, concerning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> concerning the concerning, concerning banter. banter. The concerning banter. The worst Speaking of, of banter. concerning, <laughs> on the old uh, Sunderland Netflix documentary I was watching today, one of their fans was talking about how they've had eight managers in four or five years and how that's like really, 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 really worrying. Well, if we keep up our current rate, we're going to have gone through eight managers in just over two years. So uh, here's your next Netflix documentary, Stoke City. They'll sing a song about pots at the start. It'll be great. (laughs) You'll have Harry Potter crying into an oak cake. Goodness me. that that song I haven't actually I mean I I've I've recently watched the Sunderland just as a brief interlude I've, I've I started watching it over the weekend that song is awful right like, what it's is terrible. it like, skip what, intro why? yeah <laughs> skip intro like, what I have two seconds of it I'm like not not for me how often do clubs get rid of their chief executive like how how does that happen I don't understand business enough to know how easy <laughs> that is like that's that's Same a pretty big good. deal isn't it Scholes has been around for years and years and years. I don't really know who it was before him. Was it <laughs> Jez Moxie? That name sort of sort of rings a bell from programs I used to have. That sounds uh, but... like a nineteen twenties criminal. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. Uh, you'll you'll get tweets now, Tom. Oh, how dare you not know who Jez, Jez Moxie was? Call yourself a fan and all the rest of it. Been, it's since two thousand and four, September two thousand and four. <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll talk about the actual Shrewsbury game itself because there there was football on the pitch and uh, in a manner of speaking anyway uh, got away with that one didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, lovely assist though from Tyrese mm. Campbell. Uh, are we unleashing Tyrese uh, for future games? Do you reckon that's possibly a good idea to maybe win some fans round a young exciting player from our academy I don't think it's a bad idea I mean especially when that like left wing position that he's been playing in a lot recently is totally free because James McLean has slid right the full way to the shite on the James McLean ometer he's just Mm. been crap recently so there's a massive hole in the team there for I don't know Tyrese or Sido to come in and do something, 
But yeah, how exciting to have a player who wants to run at people. Fucking hell. That's that's clever, isn't it? Let's take my man on and see what happens. Bloody hell, if only some of the experienced players in the squad did that. When when are we going to put Tyrese Campbell on a game, though, that he doesn't need to save? Like, why... Why is it? Why is it only that he comes on when we're losing and we need a result? What? What? What has the poor boy got to do to just play the <laughs> normal game of football and be like, Tyrese, no pressure, mate. Go out and enjoy yourself. No, Tyrese, go win us that game. Go save us from relegation, Tyrese. Go save us from getting knocked out of the FA Cup by Shrewsbury, Tyrese. Just give him a game. Give him a game up against Brentford. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Topher Knowles asks, how would you rate our crowd's performance so far this season and should we stick with them until we've lined up a new one? <laughs> I see I read that question when you sent them but I didn't get it at all. It's only just hit me. So yeah, that's that was good. I'd, 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 uh, I'd sell them for whatever money anyone offers for them. Useless. Um... Should we be taken over by Red Bull and completely yes. revamp the club? Because yes. some of these ideas I had when I, I've been getting depressed, not about just like, uh, oh, I'm angry with Rowett or oh, I don't like what our fans did or oh, fucking Ashley Williams is a piece of shit. It's been more kind of like just depressed at the general cycle of negativity between fans, players, board manager etc um I, I think i tweeted the other day just can we just sack everyone sack everyone <laughs> like tear the tear the ground down if need be we'll start in the midlands alliance league or whatever we'll we'll keep the red and white shirts but we'll just get all new people in and just just maybe just play the kids for the rest of the season give an give actual kids a game because it'll be more entertaining to watch <laughs> nine and ten year olds <laughs> yeah fuck it if the podcast boys are i'll play i'll do it i'll do a job mate <laughs> i'm basically peter crouch <laughs> yeah the fans would still be singing cart right out <laughs> that was easy is it, is it, it is it tough for you, Ben, in uh, in this in this age to have to have Cartwright out just plastered all over it all is. over your social media? You know when like you know when you oh well this might have just happened to me, it might not have happened to either of you two. But like at school and, and maybe even a bit older as well, when you when you kind of hear your name or you, you know people are bitching about you and it's like you get that really <laughs> shit feeling, it's like, Oh god and it's like I see it on social media, I'm like, car out, I'm like, what have I done this time? And you have a brief moment of just self-reflection and, and you think about how much of an idiot you are and then, then you realise, no, it's that other bloke from Stoke City who's an idiot. It's not you, Ben. You're absolutely fine. And I went, I go on my day. So does it have a negative impact on me? Probably. Um, I, I wouldn't be able to say. See, here you go. Podcast boys telling the fans what they can and what they can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> God, right, right. <laughs> maybe I should start the chant for the Leeds game your podcast maybe just to... shit <laughs> maybe just... <laughs> someone uh, did did uh, tweet us to the effect of like oh how would you like it if uh, every week someone turned up and sang Wizards of Dribble your podcast are shit <laughs> 
<laughs> that would be some impact to be fair. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of the. I know you're a fan of the podcast, Dave. The Tailenders podcast where they've yeah. where one of their fans has got one of the banners um, with Tailenders Tell- unite and take over the world or whatever it is. Maybe we need to get a banner for the Wizard Dribble. I don't know what I don't know what the maybe, phrase would be, but maybe that should be our our banner. Wizards of Dribble, your podcasts are shit. <laughs> and just so so the people who actually listen to the podcast, like tweet us with Wizards of Dribble, your podcast is shit. If you see us at a game, just walk just up to me, introduce yourself, and say Wizards of Dribble, your podcast is shit. And then to outsiders who don't listen to the podcast, that'll just look horrible and so nasty. But but, but but we'll be in on the joke with them. Yeah, like it. Oh. Let's go. Right. We need we need a response is, though. This, uh, yeah. Which is a dribble, Can't your podcast out. is shit. <laughs> Grassy ass. Your, shit. <laughs> your, your, your podcast is shit. <laughs> oh, this is it. This is the new deploying guy. This is why I've been feeling so miserable this season. Stickers. I haven't had a, I haven't had a hashtag. <laughs> yeah, a dribble, your podcast is shit. Your podcast oh. is shit. That's it. <laughs> Honestly, <sighs> pl- please tweet us. Please send us messages. <laughs> please tweet please, us. Uh, please, <laughs> please, please, please shout it at me, <laughs> and ju- just to see the reactions of other people. It maybe would be amazing. Maybe if we start a chant at the game, then <gasps> the Sentinel will write an article on it, and then the Clotus family will respond saying we cannot confirm Cease. nor deny that we're taking this podcast off iTunes. <laughs> Cease and desist letters from the coach family because the fans are angry. <laughs> I like the idea that we are so uh, self-loathing that our that our you know that our expression of love amongst our fans would be just calling each other shit. Uh, if 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 there's anything more stoke than that, let me know. <laughs> I think I think I need to get in touch with the club's new official printing partner to see if they can do a sign for us. We lit. Oh, we have a printing partner. Did you not see the big news? Yeah, they're still on the pitch and everything. We've got an official Uh, signs and printing partner. I can't remember the name. I'm not going to advertise for them for free. They've paid a lot of money to be involved with the Bet Three Six Five. I'm sure. We've got a printing partner, but I can't use my card in the ground. No, you, can, you can print stuff. <laughs> you can print stuff, yeah. Print some money up. But unfortunately, you have to pay with cash. It's all changed from the days of Tona Pulis. <laughs> oh, no. No. But maybe we can inkjet some enthusiasm into the remainder of the show with this question from Ryan Williams. Ryan Williams, the best question asker of all our listeners. Uh, Ryan asks, whilst at the Shrewsbury game, I saw someone reading a book. What other activities could Stoke put on during the game, brackets, e.g. a movie on the big screen, to make it more enjoyable for fans? Uh, Tom, do you have any suggestions? Yeah, you know the you know season cards? You know how they've got a barcode on the back of them. You just mm-hmm. you just make that barcode on the back of the season cards a hallucinogenic, and then you've got two bonuses. You've obviously got the effects at the game once you do it, and then because you've licked it off, you can't get into another game. So 
There you go. Oh my god. That's just li- lick your season card away and that's it. Over and done <laughs> yes. with. And you have a great time at your last like, Stoke game that season. Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> if we're, down the if rabbit we're, hole. Down the rabbit hey. hole. I wish we were Crystal hey. Palace. <laughs> no. Um, well, I think one of the best things about the second best sport in the world, cricket, is the fact that you can listen into commentary and... The best thing about that best thing is that when commentators sort of see you in the crowd, um, so I think what should be introduced is those earpieces so you can listen to commentary, but it's not actually commentary. You listen to the Wizards of Tribble podcast and we are in people's ears with commentary of the football, but also moaning a lot because that's what we do. And also, as Thomas has done so successfully during this podcast, insulting different fans when the camera zooms in (laughs) on their faces and says, you're wrong about your opinion and your podcast is shit. (laughs) I would would love to hear a Radio Stoke phone presented by Tom Thrower. <laughs> just, just, just five seconds. Five just, seconds. Well, actually, I think Bojan uh, wasn't the same after his injury. Bra- sorry, bang, sorry about that, caller. Yeah. No, it, I think I'd just cancel the entire show when someone described our, one of our black players as having like pace and power. That'd Ooh. be it. It'd just be phone off, right? Sorry. You're just getting nice, polite elevator music for the next two hours. God. Close it down due to anti-Bojan hate speech. <laughs> yes. Abusive um, Bojan's human rights. That would make it more entertaining. Let's talk about Bojan again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my heart could take that. Um, my suggestions uh, were kind of related uh, to Ryan's suggestion of a movie on the big screen. Uh, I thought of this for uh, improving the FA Cup. I'm going to save the FA Cup, lads, with this idea... You do away with replays, and rather than it going uh, to extra time or even straight to penalties, during the game, <laughs> uh, on the big screen, a, a person from each crowd is appointed uh, their team's FIFA player. So there is a game of FIFA going on whilst the actual match is going on. So if it's a draw, the winner of the FIFA game decides who goes through. But... It has to be entirely random, so you can't get these professional esports types in because that's the way it's all going these days. <laughs> esports plays on the on the YouTubes with their vlogs. It's um, so you could get a ninety year old granny who doesn't know how to work the controller playing against a twelve year old who would batter them ninety four nil. And if if that happens, unlucky. See you later. <laughs> uh, also, another suggestion uh, would be uh, Bandersnatch version of Stoke City the last three years. So like it. Mm-hmm. Sign in Bueller, save the twenty one million for something else. Sign in Sack Hughes when he should have uh, gone. <laughs> keep with Mark Hughes. <laughs> if you're Tony Skulls you're just pressing keep Mark Hughes, <laughs> keep Mark Hughes. And then is it all that like the whole bit of that is that irrelevant of what choices you make, Stoke were doomed to get relegated to League One anyway. Like it was inevitable. There was nothing you could do to save it. Um, 
No, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no, and just uh, there there is a there is a version if you have sugar puffs instead of frosties. Bojan is scoring twenty goals a season for his in on our way to Champions League glory. I love how much that has gone over some people's heads right now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sometimes I forget that my granddad listens to this. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was more enjoyable than thinking about Stoke. So, let's just recap. Gary Rowett is still the manager, in name only. Uh, We've moaned a lot. We're a bit confused and a bit tired and a bit sort of about everything. But we're still in the cup. We await to find out who will play. And until then, uh, we're just going to tell you all your podcasts are shit. Uh, Thank you very much, Ben. Ben, your podcasts are shit. Thank you, Dave. Your podcasts are shit. Tom, your podcasts are shit. Thanks, guys. Your podcasts are both shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the best. To, to Stokies around the world, your podcasts are shit. Go on, Stoke. <laughs> <laughs>